Hi, all you hungry people out there. Welcome to Hungry Cat Daily with Nick and Lance, the podcast where we'll be recapping every Garfield comic from A to Z. My name is Nick Ramirez. I'm joined today with my co-host, Lance Gilchap. Good evening, Lance. And what can I tell you? Get ready for cats. Okay. And we're joined uh, today also with a very special guest, uh, a comedian and improviser from New-, from New York City, now Brooklyn, New York, newly, newly moved to Brooklyn, New York, David Bloodband. David Bloodband. Hey, how hey, are you doing? Thank- uh, thanks for having me on your show today, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you for doing it, Bloodband. Uh, we, I was emailing you earlier in the week, and you said you had some thoughts on the uh, Garfield uh, TV show in particular. Did you? So you like grew up uh, as a big Garfield fan? I take it. Yeah, yeah, I loved Garfield as a kid. I had all the. Um... The TV specials, all the CBS TV specials that were on VHS uh, had the, had them all. The Garfield comes home. I remember it was a pretty emotional one. That's where Garfield gets taken to the pound. Uh, there's a um, or no, it's Odie gets taken to the pound, and Garfield goes to the pound to, to rescue him. And it's a very emotional uh, half hour of television. And, yeah, it uh, sounds it sounds sad. It's it's pretty it's pretty. There's a I remember there's a pretty moving musical number towards the end of it that, that <laughs> was like that really got me as a kid. It probably will if I if I if I watched it again. And uh, this comic actually that we're going to look at today is pretty similar to the art from that cartoon. And I think this is the the type of Garfield I associate with more most this this style of drawing. Really? Yeah. To me, it kind still figured, looks really weird. He, it's something like an older version of almost like a mock-up of Garfield because he's got bigger cheeks. Uh, he's got he's like a little bit fatter. He's I think he's kind of cuter here. Uh, but he, but I, I, I yeah, and I remember the TV Garfield kind of looked a lot like and then there's the Garfield and Friends TV show, which is like kind of the more traditional Garfield look. And uh, 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 are you all right? Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just I, I just got distracted. Do you need? Are you? Did you lose something, Dad? No, no, no. Oh, you guys? Okay, no, okay, okay. So uh, just let me know if you need anything. Oh, sorry. We should say uh, Bloodband's dad is currently putting together a table. <laughs> <laughs> we've been putting. We've we've been doing. Uh, uh, house stuff all day just like putting putting stuff together like for pieces of furniture did you so did you just move to this place yeah like a week ago oh okay cool yeah wow. and uh actually like i remember i remember uh, when my dad had a car when i was a kid we had uh those um the garfield the suction shuck, cups. Suction oh yeah. yeah yeah i feel like those were like everywhere in the 90s oh, yeah. like everybody oh, had much. one of those yeah. i think that's uh, come and, up yet yeah. We we talked to a lot of people at Garfield. No one's brought up the little plushy plush suction. Cup. I feel like those suction toys were like everywhere for yeah. my whole childhood. They were on every like you know baby on board sign in a car or like just on some kid's um, window. I think we even had one like on the windows at school or something. Like they're just oh like, yeah. Those Garfields were like maybe more prevalent than other Garfield. I had a, I definitely had a Garfield lunchbox. Yeah, like there was there's like the Garfield merch was on was nonstop. But I think the 
the suction uh, to- like feature was definitely the thing I remember most as a kid. What? <laughs> what was that? Oh, I don't. I don't think I remember this story. Well, we're coming back from the West, and we were probably three. Wait, did yeah? So, does your dad you have a? Like, you want to come on for a second and tell the yeah. story, dude? Right. Everybody, this is my father. Hi, this is Raphael. How are you Hi. doing? Hi, I'm uh, Nick. I'm Lance. Nice, nice to meet you. you. Uh, we were coming back. It was in the summer. He was probably three or four. And we were coming back from Europe and landing in New York. And he was just coming in for landing. And all of a sudden, he was asleep. He wakes up. And the Garfield movie just came out. It was some, you know, part of the cartoon where, you know, he was, uh, you know, I don't know what it was all about, but Garfield goes, you know, smoke, smoke. I smell smoke. Cats <laughs> <laughs> and children first. And he wakes up on the plane as we're going in for landing. And it's very quiet on the plane. And he starts off, smoke, smoke. I feel, I smell smoke. <laughs> I'm just repeating. Cats, cats and children first. <laughs> There's a lot of people on the plane. <laughs> that's how big an impact Garfield had on me. Yeah, that's, that's a Garfield story. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Right, Do you remember that? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> that was, and that's, and so that's how that's a big an effect that had on me. Apparently, I just scared a whole plane filled with people, like almost like that's a, a federal offense. By the way, don't do that. <laughs> Do you remember that at all? I don't remember that at all. I'm glad my dad does. That's very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I guess we could. Should we move on to the recap lanes? We are looking at uh, November 23rd, 1978. And wow. Yeah, we're way back there. We're way back there. Uh, this is uh, year Garfield year one. Um yeah, we're like uh, six months six months into Garfield, some five six months into have, Garfield. So, like have you guys talked about the theory that Jim Davis is like an amalgamation of people? He's not like one real person. Oh, um, I think at at this point he was still one person. Okay, but, but yeah, I think now I th- somebody was telling us that now like he has a, a bunch of different writers and and <laughs> artists that that work on the Garfield comic strip. Like I, he's less involved now, is, is my understanding. But he, he was definitely like there's like video of, of him. He does exist. Because okay, because I was I was because uh, with comic, especially with like new newspaper comic uh, creators, it's always very um, there's so fewer records of those of like w- a lot of their work, and especially it's, it's such a weird industry. So many times the um, the line is inherited to like their like Bill Watterson's kids do all of the Calvin and Hobbes stuff now, and same with like. I think whoever created like um, Family Circus is all inherited by their offspring as well. Yeah. So I was Heathcliff. Like, Heathcliff, Heathcliff like his, his, I think his nephew works on it now. Popeye, when the when those were newspaper comics, I think was like inherited from someone else. Yeah, it kinda, uh, I guess it kind of works. It kind of works like the presidency, you know, just like just gets inherited by. It just gets inherited. I mean. I mean, not really, unless the president was like. Yeah, we we vote on our next, next Garfield like, author. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like that. Would be like if the president was like every son, every son uh, of the last president. <laughs> That's where we're. Hey, 
Blood Band, that's where we're headed, man. <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah, it is weird how it gets passed down, like as though the 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 offspring of the creator would have any more like inherent ability to to draw Garfield than like somebody who grew up reading Garfield. I don't know, maybe maybe. But maybe they are, maybe they're trained in the ways of Garfield from the beginning. Or, or I'm sure they must be like, yeah. I'm sure. I, it's funny to. I, it's funny you say that because I do wonder what stipulations that that you, because yeah, like Garfield's now an official brand. He has to be drawn a certain way and like act a certain way and has a certain like the sense of humor is not is unbroken. Is not like is not he doesn't go through like big character developments. No, not Garfield. Some, some like actually Heathcliff changed a lot when it switched really? creators. Yeah, now it's just weird and absurd. Where before it was just a normal comic strip. Now there's sure. like, garbage apes and uh, oh helmets and shit like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Garfield has remained pretty steady. It's it, it's weird looking at today's Garfield though after this show for almost a year now, uh, right? And looking at all these 1978 Garfields. The modern day Garfield is so different. He's like he's yeah. I mean he stands on yeah, two legs. Look, sure. Uh, he's got giant eyes, like most of his face is eyes. Uh, yeah, now these days it's mostly eyes, the face. And uh and there's the there's also the the big I feel like that that was also true for the cartoon too. By the time that came out in the nineties, it was like mostly just the big eyes Garfield. Uh yeah. where you would if they screamed you would just see like big wide mouths and like stretching all the way. So you won't see eyes, uh, which I always thought was a funny animation as a kid. I thought it was like, a, it's like one of those, like one of those weird things where like Garfield has an attractive comic, everything looks angular and, 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 and pleasing. And it's like interesting animation. That's funny uh, that you mentioned that, that big mouth, wide open mouth, because we still see that like in these mm-hmm. 1978 comic strips where it's just mostly a mouth when he, whenever yeah. he's screaming or anything. It's uh, mostly mouth and it's mostly like, well, I mean like Garfield's sense of what? Uh, just a black void where the mouth. But, yeah. It's a, it's a void and it's very much like those it's, it's, you still see the like early sort of, you know, very like single, you know, you see the style of like, this is a guy r- drawing and writing three panel comics. So these animation like blocks have to be very simple and conveying like what the thing is going to, what the story is like conveying yeah. from emotion to emotion, uh, pa- em- conveying the emotion panel to panel in just three separate ones. And um, uh, 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 I just, uh, I had, uh, uh, I feel like Garfield's sense of humor has always been consistent uh, since he started just in the sense of like, it's a lot of, um, I think you, like, I, 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 like, I love Garfield. I know you guys, like, this is a podcast about Garfield. But I think it's safe to say like a lot of Garfield's humor is a lot of like kind of non humor. Yeah. Like, like it's a lot of like typical Mondays or like, you know, yeah. it's these things that are kind of like, these are sort of, there's societal, like, I guess they're jokes, but there's not really anything behind them. They're just like, yeah. kind of- sometimes it's just a sarcastic one sarcastic line on the third panel. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a sarcastic line of the third panel of like, it's a sarcastic line of the third panel of like, uh, 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 of like, uh, I'm a, of I'm a, I'm a hep cat. And then it's just like Garfield <laughs> and like, 
reading a book and they're just like, no, I'm not. And then that's the joke. And it's just like, okay. And we're like, <laughs> Or like, hey, I, I I put up an appetite, like, and then it's just like more food on the plate, and then it's just like keeps eating. I feel like I I had as a kid the um, computer game, the Garfield draw your own comic creator. Oh, I was going to ask if you ever drew comics yourself. I tried to as a kid. I went to animation camp when I was a kid, and wow. I wanted to be like an animator and like draw things and like draw comic books and make. I they never had the patience for drawing like i was i never developed i never got better at like my sketching abilities so i was like i was always drawing and always making like indie comics at home but they never ultimately went any like you know but i i like i went to this cartoon camp where um that was founded by uh charles schultz and the guy that drew the yellow submarine album cover and the and Whoa. animated the movie and it's, uh, it's in cool. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's called Car- it's called Cartoon Camp, <laughs> and they like best camp experience I ever had. Peter Max. What? Peter Max. Peter Max. Well, he's the one who did the. Uh, Is that the- yes? That's <laughs> that's what his name was. Thank you. Uh, but that, uh, that, that's dad on the corrections. Peter Max <laughs> is it was founded by Peter Max and Chuck Schultz, and it was. I'm a big Peanuts fan. I loved Peanuts too. I he never came down there, but I I knew he was like because all it was like there's so much Snoopy art, like original Snoopy art stuff there. So it was like he must have been involved somehow. But it was but but Peter Max was there, and wow, I do remember, cool. and I remember him being, and I only remember him being like I I drew because he's like a European guy. It's like I drew, I animated the Yellow Submarine. Uh, movie by the Beatles and like we saw the movie and it it truly like one of the best camp experience of my life because it was so like movie centric and art centric and like uh, uh, but like I never I never got better at drawing but I had the cartoon uh, game as a kid the Garfield one and I feel like those were easy comics to write because the jokes are fairly like kind of first thought senses of humor of like, of like, yeah, everything I just said is like, I'm not hungry. Here's a plate of food. Yes, I am. And that's like a Garfield joke. <laughs> well, Bloodband, have you, have you heard of toilet Garfield? <laughs> toilet Garfield? No, it's that. It's a new viral Twitter account I created <laughs> where, where it's a normal Garfield comic strip, except the third panel is always uh, this panel of a toilet. That's thinking I hate Mondays. That was that was uh, an early Garfield comic we found. That's um, great. I love that. That's very <laughs> so so far we I, only have thirty three followers, but uh, we're <laughs> hoping to go viral uh, at some point. So. You guys follow uh, Garfield uh, vibe into Blue Crush Monday? No. <laughs> what is that's this? Like a, that's like a uh, that's a that's a Garfield Instagram account I follow where it's just. Um, that song blue crush i think it's some like skrillex song some like random techno pop song that is uh it's every monday it's in the same post of like garfield kind of waking up in his bed and then like that song plays and it's just that's it that's the whole account (laughs) just every every week just gets updated the same thing over and over and i love it every monday it does make it better i will i'll be subscribing to that one actually i think i Yep, I'm following it now. Garfield <laughs> vibing to Blue Monday. I found it. Vibing to Blue Monday. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. That's nice. not even like this only has 3,800 followers. 
So it's kind of. <laughs> yeah. So you guys. Know, you still way more than Toilet Garfield. That. Yeah, it's way bigger than Toilet Garfield. But well, I'm sure you guys have read uh, Garfield without Garfield. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that. That is very like I think peak web comic brilliance. Yes. Me. Yes. Yeah. And I'm really glad to hear that Jim Davis signed off on it and was like, "Yeah, this is cool and funny." Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize. Yeah. A while ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, we should we should move on to the recap. Again, we are looking at November 23rd, 1978. And uh, uh, Bluff Band, if you would, please describe in as much detail as you like that first panel. Sure. Um, first panel is Garfield is sitting on the uh, on a windowsill, the ledge of a windowsill. And uh, there's a, a, a plant, a potted plant with daisies on it. And or in it, and uh, Garfield's got a thought balloon that says, "I'm basically your neat cat." Do you think this is indoors or outdoors? Uh, that's a good question because the walls are purple, but I don't know window sills that face inward. Yeah, so is this a purple house? Does John <laughs> live in a purple house with green window sills? He might. It's also like this uh, background behind the window is right. Uh, looks like weird gradient. Right. So is Jim Davis in this panel trying to tell us that Garfield is on the windowsill facing outside and the light is on inside. And there's like <laughs> that kind of like that, uh, that twilight period of the day. Cause yeah, it, there's also shadow in this first panel where it could tell you where the sun is supposed to be in, in this, uh, in this story. So is it like, oh gosh, what time? It, so it looked like it would be a little bit past noon. Yeah. Past noon? Oh, I, I was thinking this was like golden hour. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, maybe you're, yeah, it, it could be. I, I, I get, I guess it could, I guess it could go either way, but like, yeah, I think the sun, I think there's a light on inside and there's shadow on the, on, um, it's like one of those, um, I imagine John Arbuckle has one of those standing lamps that kind of lights just the top half of the room when it's on. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't know if it's inside or outside. Cause the potted plant really throws me off. Cause I can't really imagine someone putting that potted plant on either side, inside or outside. Like it <laughs> yeah, seems weird either way. I guess, I guess I wouldn't, I guess it makes more sense to put it. I've, I, I know I've seen potted plants indoors. Mm-hmm. And uh, and out like and on like an outdoor windowsill, just like just sitting out there. But I also don't know. I don't know who puts plants outside for people to see because that's yeah. not a that's right. not a city thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. John, I, mean, I can see. In, does John live in the city? He lives in a house, but does he live in the city or does he live in the suburbs? He lives in what is it, Muncie? Yeah, Muncie, Indiana. Muncie, Indiana. So, right, I forget he, they they have like a location. Yeah, I thought I always thought it was like generic kind of Wonder Years, any town USA. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if they ever say Muncie, Indiana in the yeah. in the cartoon Muncie, or in the. Uh... <laughs> that's in Muncie, New York. Yeah, Muncie, New York. Yeah, but that, that but that's Muncie, Indiana is oh. where Garfield lives. No, the, the, the most is uh, uh, cities in the United States. Is, uh, Springfield, yes, that's the uh, one where every city there's a Springfield no, no, in every state. Thirty-nine states. Only in thirty-nine. States. <laughs> Man, it could be. 
It's it's also a great Simpsons joke where you can like uh, look look it's all the it's the borderland of Springfield and they go to five <laughs> disparate states that are nowhere near each other. Um, yeah. Uh, wait, well, we should move on to the second panel. Garfield has now uh, turned evil. He's uh, <laughs> he looks just like menacing. Uh, and he has knocked down the potted plant. Um, he's still on the windowsill. His hand is out, and then there's a, a whoosh mark going down from where his hand is uh, to below frame. Uh, and then there's uh, glass shards popping up, and it says "crash!" exclamation point in in uh, capital bold letters. Yeah, those shards uh, don't match the color of the of the pot. But that's, that's right. I guess that's just an error in the coloring. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's an error in the coloring. Well, unless unless he knocked it onto something glass. Yeah. But this makes me think right. that they're inside because he said he's a neat cat and then he knocks the flower pot down, which would make a mess outside, but not nearly the mess it would make inside. Right. But also, I'm not sure what he means by saying he's, I'm basically your neat cat and then crash and then just like, he, and then... This panel implies that he's just knocking the potted plant over. Well, I mean, to go to go to your original point, Blood Band, of of how Garfield is often him saying, uh, "I don't eat a lot," and then he says, "Just kidding, I eat a lot." <laughs> that literally is what's going on right here. Uh-huh. Yep, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, 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 it's very on game for Garfield. This is his <laughs> sense of humor. It is. I now that, I didn't even notice at the time, but now that you say it, I'm basically your neat cat. Is such a weird thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a strange turn of phrase to start off this joke. To start off yeah. this, this this panel, I think it's going to be a walk. I think whatever we learn in this third panel is going to be quite a walk. I think so too. Okay. Well, should we move on to the third Let's panel? Move on. Uh, so we're back to like basically the same. The same as the first panel, except no potted plants. But Garfield looks exactly the same. He's on that green windowsill, pink background. Uh, and now he's thinking, I like to keep my windowsill tidy. So I guess the j- joke is that he doesn't care about uh, how he's making a mess of the house. He's keeping the windowsill tidy where he sits. Yeah, that, to me that says that he has his own specific uh, definition of tidy. And neat and <laughs> yeah just a, it's a garfield standard yeah. yes yes he's he's uh he, he just cares about himself he's a very selfish cat yes and it's it was just kind of which is also very on brand for garfield which is what garfield's sense of humor is is like mm-hmm. the world should fold according to me mm-hmm. and my schedule and my needs and fit everything perfectly yes. to my desires he That's basically the Garfield's whole vibe. Yeah. He represents the id, doesn't he, Blood Band? He does. Garfield <laughs> very much represents the pure id in humanity and our, our gluttonous values uh, and our need for it's, it comes out of like, you know, late 80s, late, late 70s, I'm sure it like uh, turns into, you know, the the id of, of 80s Reaganism America, of like consumerism, feeding the, you know, more and stuff. It's a Garfield's a is is uh he speaks to like that that uh that part of the American id. You're absolutely right. And and you brought up gluttony and, and other sins. Can can you imagine if the seven killer got a hold of Garfield? 
<laughs> he'd, he'd, he'd knock out a, at least a couple of sins. You know, <laughs> wouldn't have to do so many kills. I guess what I'm saying. All I can all I can remember from uh, that from Seven is the way Kevin Spacey's character describes other things, and all I can like think about is him describing Garfield. <laughs> this like 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 in- interior John Arbuckle's house. <laughs> I don't even remember the way Kevin Spacey described things. <laughs> what was his character? I don't even. Was he the killer? It was John Doe. It was the killer. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Spoiler. Okay, well, spoilers. Seven. <laughs> we, we won't tell you what's in the box. Um, well, yeah, you guys want to move on to ratings? Let's move on to ratings. So, uh, Bloodland, we, we rate these on a scale of zero to five trays of lasagna. Of course. It's just how much you like it. You, you know, uh, there's no science to it. Just what what, what is your feeling? Um, uh, this is maybe not the funniest Garfield comic I've read. I think I've seen better. Uh, I think there's, uh, it's definitely, I think the world of Garfield opens up more when you introduce other characters in the world, like Normal, Odie, John, of course, the spiders who live in John's house, or like, uh, John's weird friend, Lyman, who I think is Normal's owner. No, it's Odie's, Odie's owner. owner. Odie's owner. I yeah. thought John owned... Garfield and Odie. Lyman shows up very early in the comics. Lyman showed up in the like the second month of Garfield, and he brought Odie. Wow! But, so but where... by, with, within a couple of years, he's gone altogether, never mentioned again. And at that point, I was say, I don't we think we ever. No, I was going to say would... I don't think we ever see him in the cartoons, and that's it's kind of a shame. I'm like, what? Because John is is like portrayed as having zero friends without Lyman. Right. Yeah. No, he's a like, real loser. Yeah, he's a total <laughs> loser. He talks to his cats. He the Liz, the veterinarian, will give him the time of day, and uh, and he just basically just talks to his animals with no other human contact ever ever seeing any. Like, it, yeah, he's, he, John, John Arbuckle is like a is is the stand-in for anybody. Yes. Well, I guess so. Are you calling me a loser? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no as no, far no, as us no, dweebs I'm go. Saying, I'm, I'm saying it's, for me, I, I feel like, because nobody can be Garfield. I feel like right. when you watch a Garfield comic, you are around, or like you watch a Garfield cartoon, you read a Garfield comic, you are around Garfield, or you're witnessing something that Garfield's doing. You're not like, you can empathize, you empathize with Garfield and you like Garfield, but you're never like putting yourself in his position. I feel like you're always, I feel like you as the reader are always John in this weird way. Yeah. With Garfield, men want to be him. Women want to sleep with him. Yes. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Men want to be him. Women want to love him. Uh, Nermal wants to get shipped to Abu Dhabi by him. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Odie wants to get kicked off the table by him. It's uh, there's also I think you know it's funny. I think the 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 um the dad the cartoon my dad mentioned is from uh uh the line that I think I was quoting was from Garfield's Fantasy Island. It's called Garfield in Paradise. I looked up yes, the quote. That's what it is. Yes, that's what yeah. it is. Is 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 a very like it's like a it's him in like a spy genre. Oh, 
Wow. Like like him like him in like a, a James Bond esque. Like I mean they they rip off like you know it's a very like every nineties cartoon was written by some old man in his fifties and sixties. So they're repurposed right. like plots of other movies. Yeah. Like kind of hack stuff. And it's like Casablanca, Thunderball, all these like any any movies that's like where Garfield like let's let's put Garfield in like a clean white suit and put him anywhere. And like, oh, and Odie's, Odie's name is, Odie's, Odie's is psychic and his name is slobber job in that one there. <laughs> like the character thing. I was like, oh, that's such a funny name for like, did you know, side. did you know about odd job at the time? I didn't. So that's what, that was probably like my first reference to the, to the bond franchise altogether is just that, that because I've heard of like, I heard a part-time job random task from austin powers yes, right yeah, yeah. and then like other and then like yeah like other like but i think that that was the first time i had like connected that that was the joke of like yeah, odd yeah. job slobber job <laughs> such a it's such a walk but it's i mean it, it sounds like i hate to say this again i said this in the last episode but it sounds like an sex joke i know it's a pretty it sounds like a pretty dirty it's a pretty dirty joke we'll, we'll bleep that out <laughs> Um, well, yeah, David, where, where do you, where do you, where do you fall on this? Uh, all right. So yes, yeah, so all that to say is I, I'll, I'll give this, uh, three out of five lasagnas. Noah. Okay. It's pretty high. Decent score. Um, I'm going to go, uh, this one sucks. It's not funny. Uh, it's a lazy <laughs> comic. Uh, I'm going to give it a 1.25. Interesting. Okay. Um, I fall somewhere in between you guys. I thought it, you know, this one at least had kind of a joke about how he keeps his window so tidy, which is more than we can say for some Garfield comic strips you look at. Right. Uh, I feel like so there's. Uh, I feel like there's some Garfield comics that, like, the ones that I feel like are duds to me are the ones that are all silent. I don't think mm. that Jim Davis's style of humor really pays off with visual gags. It's he seems yeah. to be a very word irony based humorist. You know, now that you say that, like anytime when I was a kid and I was reading the comics and there was a comic strip with no dialogue, that was that was a disappointment. It was a, da- a, it was a bummer. Yeah. I feel like some some are better. Than, I feel like Charles, Charles, Charles Schultz is better with Snoopy, at, like doing silent stuff. Yeah, I'd still uh, rather I'd still rather get the dialogue, though. I want, yeah, I want I mean, the dialogue with 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 peanut stuff, especially is key. And then there's other but there's others that are like uh, there, there are others. Um. I don't know how much, how many other like there are other comics I I read from the funnies growing up like the Lockhorns were one that we had that was like I mean that same with like all these newspaper comics had like kind of the same kind of like kind of first thought sense of humor of like oh I can relate to this and I can skim it and not process it and get it fully like it's just like kind of like oh yes it's a very first glance joke type of joke telling and it's like okay. And it's funny uh, that like it was a bunch of 10 year old kids reading about this like bickering married couple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why was re- I reading that? Uh, did you ever read Mallard Fillmore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mallard Fillmore was written by a guy named Bruce Tinsley, who's like a right wing Republican dude. And and his like Mallard Fillmore was like a res- I, I learned recently that Mallard Fillmore was a response to um comics in the paper criticized for being too liberal <laughs> and like 
Mallard Fillmore like hated Clinton and stuff. He kind of came out in the nineties, like very like Clinton era. And it was very, it was really wild. But then like Bruce Tinsley, I read like in the late nineties, got a, like got a DUI. And then like <laughs> most of the Mallard Fillmore comics after that were like DUI specific rants. <laughs> like the all the DUI like the, how like the the laws are bullshit and they just like want to like <laughs> they just want to get people in trouble for like like for, for bullshit reasons it's pretty funny that's hilarious um <laughs> said, yeah i had no idea i was reading right-wing propaganda with mallard fillmore as a 10 year old yeah mallard fillmore scott adams the guy that did dilbert yeah, also yeah. pretty right-wing and pretty yeah. terrible like at the time, he was like what, was was he like that at the time though in like the 90s i'm sure he's yeah. always like that because he's also because he's always into he's what's something i knew about him from like the cartoons was he's into hypnotism which is super weird. He's like one of those weird, weird, like alt-right dudes who like believes in like the game and negging and stuff. And oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. can kind of think he like is a master manipulator. And like, it was remember during the election, like during the 2016 election with Trump, it was a very like, like, you know, he was like going on about like, you know, how, how great this guy is and how like, he's like, he's a, he's a master at manipul at the art of manipulation. And he also has yeah. this weird, um, he has this weird thing with his vocal cords called, uh, I think it's called like auto dis dysphonia or something. It's a weird disorder with your voice where you, it kind of sounds like, like, like a kind of like a vocoder voice type thing. Scott Adams does. Yeah. It's wild. You hear him talking. He has like kind of a, it's not, it's like a raspy kind of weird dial tone voice. It's bizarre. Hmm. Well, I, I give it a two. Um, (laughs) And let's, that is sad. Let's move on to ranking. <laughs> Lance, you want to explain ranking? The ranking yeah, segment? ranking is where uh, Nick has a spreadsheet and he tells us where this comic will fall in the spreadsheet. Okay. It's a segment that we continue to do, even though I don't know anybody that likes it other than Nick. <laughs> okay. Okay, this one Wait, comes in. When, number... when you say fall on the spreadsheet, uh, what what is uh... so where where it ranks like the average score between all of us? He'll take the average and where it ranks amongst amongst the other Garfields that we've read so far, which is like around like one seventy. Is that where we're and at? He's just gonna drop the and he's gonna drop it in the spreadsheet the way Garfield dropped that potted plant of flowers on yes. the floor. And this... right, exactly. <laughs> so this one comes in at number eighty uh, out of one seventy five. Okay. Wow. So that's, and Bloodband, if you want to take a look at the rankings, I'll send you a link here. It's rankings.hungrycatdaily.com. Thank you. Uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, Bloodband, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, what what are, you, are you working on anything these days? Um. Yeah, I have a show uh, on. Uh, I don't know when you when this episode is going to come up, but on March 11th on uh, the Twitch uh, streaming channel of Squirrel Comedy Theater. Cool. Uh, I am hosting a show called Alternate Movie History at 9.30 p.m. Hosted by the Movie Maestro. It's a terrible situation, fellas. The Movie Maestro comes from an alternate dimension called Earth 2.0. And all the movies from his timeline are vanishing from the space-time continuum. And he's come to us to help us uh, rewrite the movies that are missing from his timeline, exquisite corpse style, one writer at a time, 
only everybody only seeing the previous writers three pages. That sounds, sounds awesome. great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 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 yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great. The, the, all the biggest celebrities from all the dimensions are going to be there. The Pleektoids, Glack Point Nan, uh, Ziff and Snail, all of the all the big wigs. <laughs> Galactus himself might be there. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, like uh, so, it, just in general, subscribe to uh, the Squirrel Theater's Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Squirrel NYC, I think, or the Squirrel yep. NYC. Search mm-hmm. for Squirrel Theater on, on Twitch. A lot of funny uh, people from UCB in New York are doing stuff there now. Yep, it's um, going to be fun. It's going to be, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of great writers. James Dwyer, Big Ridge Armstead. Uh, like if you if you're a fan if you're a fan of UCB comedy and you remember, and you recognize those names, there's Rachel Resnick, there's Sam Corbin, Quinn Scott. A lot of people got a bunch of people writing. Awesome. Uh, well, uh, that's about it for the show. Uh, remember to check out Toilet Garfield on Twitter. Uh, and as always, uh, stay hungry. See the funny papers. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Hungry Cat Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Send us your Garfield thoughts, drawings, and feedback to HungryCatDaily at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at HungryCatDaily or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash HungryCatDaily for full videos of each episode. And until next time, stay hungry.